What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 52 of the Fuel for Football podcast. I'm your host, Sanchez Bailey, and it's been some time, isn't it? So there's a, there's a few things I need to explain. I do, uh, can I say apologise, but I apologise about the hiatus and, and, the, and the, the gap. Not only was it Christmas, um, but I also con- got COVID. It was pretty bad, to be honest with you. So that took me out for a little while. Um, and then, uh, I went back to Dubai, I was in London, as you have been following, but then, oh gosh, before I even say that, I lost my passport, which contained my entry into Dubai, so I had to get a new passport, which didn't have my entry, um, for Dubai, so they rejected me, um, then I got tested at the airport, tested positive, (coughs) excuse me, and... They wouldn't let me out of the country and they wouldn't let me in. So I was stuck at the airport for a few days. Oh, goodness me. It was dramatic. It was a terrible time. Felt like I was in jail. But anyway, um, I'm back and here we are. So there's a lot for me to talk about, to be honest with you. But I'll, I've, wrote, I've written down a number of topics, which is good. So we've got content that will last. Because there's been a lot of things that's been happening in the game. You know, we're seeing games being postponed now for, for covid um, I don't really have much thoughts on that. I think, you know, um, it could get to a point where it's being abused, if not already. But to be honest, these are these are the protocols that have been set. So either they need to be amended or they continue as they are. Um, so, yeah. So basically, one of the things that I feel was so pressing for me uh, to speak about was... How can I say? Was the FA Cup period. So the FA Cup period, you know, FA Cup is known for, you know, surprises and known for games where, excuse me, where results can be quite, you know, you know, alarming, so to speak. This is an opportunity for smaller clubs to develop, get some exposure, maybe get some funding. um, Because as you go further in the competition, you get more money. And also an opportunity for some teams to win silverware, whether it's maybe a superior team or whether there is a, you know, a surprise factor on a smaller club winning. I believe, what was it, Wigan? Was it the FA Cup or the uh, League Cup? They won a cup, I can't remember now. You know, even Leicester won the FA Cup last season. And so that was a great opportunity for a team like them who are... Yes, they're recent Premier League champions, but they're a team that, you know, is not always fighting for the the trophies every season. So it was a great opportunity for them to get mark history and, you know, progress in that way. But um, I was really, I watched the Arsenal game against, gosh, I forgot the team now, against uh, Nottingham Forest, you know, and, and they lost that game. And there was something that was said at the beginning of the game and it, just alarmed me and made me think, I don't know if they're prepped so much, you know. And even just hearing some of the players speak and, and some of the pundits where, where everybody expected an Arsenal win because of the form. And everyone kept referencing their run of form, which will almost guide them and be that form of momentum. And that alarmed me. I was thinking, oh. Seems like they may have overlooked them there. And it's easy for me to say this now because obviously they lost, but like 
even even if they won, I would have mentioned this, as you hopefully would know of me, because this is a thing that you want to prevent either way, right? And I was a bit concerned. Um, and I pay attention to what's being said, because sometimes what's being said sometimes is a, is a reflection of what goes on in the dressing room. At the same time, I feel some managers conceal things, so sometimes you've got to read in between the lines. Sometimes we're not always sure. Sometimes I might be a little bit inaccurate in terms of what I'm speculating. Because it's a speculation. Someone who I feel speaks really well is Thomas Tuchel. You know, um, he. Uh, I remember they played against what, Man City over the weekend. And they asked him at the beginning, is this a must-win game for the title race? And then he dismissed that and he said, well, technically, I wouldn't say it's a must-win game. And... He, he says we play games to win, you know. So by taking that, um, saying a must-win game kind of takes the pressure away from the players, um, which can have positive and potential negative effects depending on how, the, depending on how the players take that. So, you know, um, I do think he speaks very well. I really think he's he's focused on the process and actually what's needed to actually get a victory. Not too sure what's going on at the present at Chelsea, but. Um, I think he speaks well and he will get the best out of the players um, as we have seen already and to be honest let's be real they're not doing terrible it's just Man City doing great you know <clears throat> so um, that's something that we we should consider but back to Arsenal now so you know um, can I say it's due to the lack of preparation let's, I'm going to say that I'm going to dare to say that I feel like um, especially when you look at the fixture list, even when I speak to players and we go over the fixtures and they look over some games and they see uh, a fixture, they might go, okay, that's against the team that's bottom of the table, and that's against the team that's top of the table. They kind of slate their, the importance of the game sometimes according to your opponents. Naturally, that's fine. But what it should not do, though, is affect your level of preparation. That's one of the dangers. So yes, you could look at, let's just look at the Premier League table or fixtures right now. I've got my laptop right in front of me. So tonight, Chelsea versus Brighton. Brighton are doing a lot better than they have done in previous years. So they're ninth right now. So technically what, 15 points behind Chelsea, round about that. 14, 15, 15, 15. All right, cool. So yeah, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So yeah, um, Chelsea could look at Brighton, especially have having looked at maybe their next six games, let's just say during Christmas, and they saw Man City and saw Brighton, and it's like, okay, cool, we've got a tough game there, but the next four or five games are winnable. Those That's normal for you to think and to speak like that, you know, if you're playing Brighton. Let's just check Chelsea's fixtures. <laughs> let's check their fixtures. So, oh gosh, see, look, even me. So I'm going to go from the start of the year, okay? So they had... Oh, goodness me. So they had Brighton in the Premier League, drew one all at home as well, by the way. So now they should be definitely expecting a, a, a tough game today, I think it is. Then they play Liverpool. So they had Liverpool, Tottenham in the cup. Uh, first leg, Chesterfield, Tottenham... Man City and Brighton and then Tottenham on the weekend again. So, 
they're playing Tottenham quite a few times in, in, in a short period of time. And so, and Brian, looking at that fixture list, they probably couldn't wait to play Chesterfield. They won 5-1 in the end. And they'll be like, look, let's just get through, you know, one or two of these games. Maybe try and get a win or the best result at... at uh, okay, so actually, yeah. They play Liverpool, so maybe try and get the best result at home because the game against Man City is away, the game against uh, Brighton is away, and then they obviously got a home game against Tottenham. So they may have looked at their home games and felt like this would have been the most... Uh, the most realistic opportunity of getting points against Liverpool at home, maybe. Um, especially as they're chasing the fourth... or. Um, Chasing the title position, to be honest, or at least second. So anyway, my point being is that Chesterfield and Brighton are the two games that they'll probably be looking at and think, OK, we could do all right here. That's natural. And no way am I going to say that you can look at the table and kind of like guesstimate the intensity or the, the difficulty and the, the challenge that you're going to face. That's that's natural. But what it should not do, boys, as I said, and girls, is affect the level of preparation that you're making. Now, one thing I will say in short is that you should overestimate the quality of the players. You know, I remember on Pro Evo that you could edit players, I think. And I remember, I think my friend, friends used to edit Obafemi Martins, I think, and make him just a monster and Adriano. I think he had shot power 99. But remember, like, let's just say if if you had players that had a certain level of stats, let's just say Brighton have 70 attack on FIFA, 70 midfield, 70 in defence, right? You should be preparing for a team that is playing at 84 each of those levels. 84 attack, midfield, 84 defence. You should expect the best version of the opposition that you're ever going to face every single time that you prepare why because that ensures that you prepare yourself to be at a state and a level that overcomes that level of quality so when you're preparing your mind there was a photo and i really love the photo i'm going to make a post on it soon on gundogan um, and he was watching um, and preparing himself for a fixture now i don't know which one it was i'd love to find out but he was preparing himself for a match. He had a screen on, laptop on, some 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 data. Um, and he was filling himself with the information to, to best prepare himself for the game. I would maybe assume it was against Chelsea. And I don't even think he started. And he may have known that he wasn't starting as well. Let's check. I like to be factual. He didn't even start. So this man is preparing for an opposition that he had limited involvement in. That shows a level of dedication, right? Where he's preparing himself for a fixture, um, or potentially for a fixture, um, to make sure he's ready. He came on, when did the goal go in? I think it was first. Second half. God knows who assisted. It could have been him. Did he come on? I remember him coming on. But he may have been an, an assist. Even if he didn't, he came on and maintained the clean, helped maintain the clean sheet for Manchester City. So he had some sort of influence in the game, to some degree. Now, this is the, the, 
the kind of the message that we want to be taking is preparing ourselves and not allowing the 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 the, the opposition to dictate our level of preparation. Our preparation should be guesstimating and estimating that they'll be performing way above their standards, which means that you should be preparing yourself way above um, their standard, right? So let's just bring it back to Arsenal and um, Nottingham Forest now. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Arsenal should have been preparing probably as much as they did for Man City. Arsenal should have been preparing to face a Nottingham Forest side that will that could be potential uh, quarter-finalists or semi-finalists. They should have been preparing for a team that were more than capable of knocking them out. They should have been preparing for a team who had, you know, that right-back, I think, who was on loan from somewhere, who was going to have an outstanding game, that they had, they had their main striker on the bench that who could come on and do something. They had a striker that was on loan from Aston Villa that who's probably going to want to make a point on his debut, I believe, or, you know, one of his first few games. There was a lot of reasons that these players may have been at the top of their game. Some of these players may have supported Arsenal. They're at home, right? FA Cup, New Year. There were so many factors that could have uh, guided Arsenal to, to, to be of the knowledge that they're going to be in for a tough game, but also the team that they're playing is, yes, superior, um, inferior to them in terms of individual quality and, and the table, but they should have perceived their ability level to be a far more superior to what they originally perceived it to be and this is a danger that we can easily get into because even though we as i said even we look at those fixtures and we speak and we <clears throat> we mention okay those are some points that we can get there that might be a tough game that can seep into our minds which then can affect how we then act so that can affect our subconscious which can then affect our behavior so how we speak and how we think and how we perceive things can have an effect. However, if we are more mindful of the effect that some of these thoughts can have, we can actually make that change and, and also prevent being, um, prevent this from occurring, essentially. So this is an episode to raise awareness and, and improve mindfulness so that you're able to you know, really think about how you take in information and how that can affect your behaviour, but then how you can consciously, manually kind of edit um, some of these processes so that you can be in more in, in a more empowered frame of mind, state physically and mentally for when preparing for opposition. So the moral of the story is to keep the same energy, essentially. I think I've um, named an episode of that, so I can't name this one. But you want to maintain the same level of preparation for a fixture, despite opposition. Alright, so that's all I have for you for this week. I look forward to being with you the following and developing you, um, developing with you uh, throughout the rest of the season. Take care now. Goodbye.